Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira. Again, sitting across from me is John Teixeira. Hello. And this week, we have Joel Verinder with us to discuss an investor's journey of short-term rentals. Thank you for joining us, Joel. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So, Joel has been... Joel, you and I have known each other for quite some time. So, um, we kind of... We started off knowing each other from church, right? Mm -hmm. And we've become friends and, and we've supported each other's businesses and, and endeavors. And, and so I brought, I asked you to come here because you, you have throughout the years, you've shared with me some of your experiences, um, investing in real estate. And you texted me a couple of weeks ago saying, Hey, I'm on my way to open my ninth, I think, right? Yeah. Um, short-term rental in Gatlinburg. And you and I had a little text discussion about that. And, and I really wanted to have you here to, to, to share with people, how do you connect the dots from being, Hey, I'm thinking about investing in real estate, whether it's short-term, long-term, whatever it is to where you are now. And that's why I had you here. So maybe, maybe you could just kind of tell your story share what that what did that road look like for you maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll kind of spark some you know interest with yeah, somebody sure no i mean i appreciate the opportunity it's uh great to great to be here with you guys so um yeah i was on my way to gatlinburg to set up our our latest and uh i've always i found the uh, podcast helpful like i think at that point um, you know, we were going over through some tools and, and stuff that Kyle was leading through from the operational side. And, and, um, yeah, lots of things are like, yep, yep, nodding my head, uh, <laughs> as I'm driving, um, 14 hours up to Tennessee. <laughs> Love it. Um, some people do actually listen to the yeah. podcast, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, helpful, yeah. So. so my wife and I, um, got started in real estate, I'd say accidentally, right? I think, um, I'm, I'm probably not the only one that has that story. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a, uh, house here in the DFW area, um, and we suddenly had to move out of state. And, uh, when we moved out of state, uh, the thought was, well, how long are we going to be out? What do we want to do at our home? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, at that point, uh, we're talking, um, you know, 2000. And so the market was, you know, here in Dallas, Fort Worth, very stable and mm -hmm. not crazy growth like we've seen recently. And so we decided we were going to rent our home, um, at the time. And so while we were in, we were moved to Virginia. And so we just converted our existing home into a rental. Um, we didn't know anything that we're doing, right? Like we were, yes. we were first time homeowners. Think like we'd only own, own, only own a home for maybe two years at the time, right? Mm -hmm. No clue. So um, we hired a, a property management company at the time, um, which we didn't even know what question to ask, right, or, or uh, even how to how to so, figure that out, right? So, so curious. So we had question. a far superior, like like less superior uh, okay. property management company, right? Than how you, you, you have about a it. seven and a half <laughs> seven seven and a half out of ten chance of getting a good one, for, so right right now. Anyways, I don't know what it was back then. But. Yeah, yeah. No, it. Anyway, so that was our first experience. And so we were, um, you know, in, I think that was 2002, whenever we did that, um, when we turned, converted it over. Um, and then once we got up to Virginia, um, we kind of made it our goal as we saw it was working. Uh, and it was a, you know, a good long term strategy. I think at that point, we decided, hey, we're going to, uh, we have three kids, and uh, we're just going to kind of get one long term for each of the kiddos, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and eventually it would give us hmm. a college option, right? And so hmm. it was going to be our college plan, right? Hmm. Uh, so we wanted to invest in real estate for our kids, and that was going to be their college plan when they got 
better time. than a college fund, right? So, right. That yeah. was our thought. It was better than uh, we like that option. It was more fun for me, too, than just putting yeah. it and let somebody else control yeah. it. At least I would have some opportunity yeah. to at least control the investment somewhat. Love right? it. Um, so that's that's where we went. Um, so it was a very slow process, right? Um, very unintentional. We really really didn't have it a lot knowing what we're doing. I want to stop so kind you. Of plow through that. I want to stop you, Joel, before you continue on your journey because you just gave us some really great nuggets. Like if there's anybody listening out there that's just that's in that boat, like who isn't in that boat, right? Who isn't in had that as some sometime in their life they're there, right at that place. We built our business on forced landlords, right? That's how we got started in this business was what we called forced landlords that just like you couldn't sell your home. Hey, let's just go ahead and rent it. So, so that story it tells how you got motivated to get into it. But mm-hmm. then after doing it, you're able to see the fruit, right? Yep. That's one of the things that really comes out of that to me is you were quickly able to see Hey man, this works. Look, look at this. Look at what passive income is doing for us. Why don't we do this for our kids? That's, right? That's the real I estate had, bug everyone always talks about. So. I, I absolutely love it. Why, I'm going to put this much money aside. Let, let's. Kyle and I have talked about how, and, and I want you to continue your journey, but Kyle and I have talked about how sometimes it's smarter to take that money that you put every month into and put it in your 401k or your IRA or whatever we do with it, right? Wouldn't it be smarter to stick that into real estate or do what you did and put it into a quote unquote college fund that's actually a, a long term rental for, for the kids? I love right. it. Good job. Way to go. Now, I'm not going to say that, uh, I mean, we still utilize 401k and yep. uh, through company matching and, you yep. know, free oh, money yeah. is free money, yep. right? You still um, have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're diversified in yep. it at that point, right? Um, that's, that's smart. So we, we continued down that path, uh, you know, and anytime that we would get like a bonus through work or we would save up another down payment, um, we, we kept purchasing these long-term rentals. Um, and we, I mean, we weren't really accelerated, right? We were just mm-hmm. uh, slow, <laughs> very slow and steady. Uh, you know, we started our first one in 2002 and then it wasn't until 2018, 16 years later, right? That we had purchased our fourth one, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a very slow kind of methodical, right. um, kind very of conservative, right? Yeah. It's not something that it takes the experience that you've been in to get to the point where you, 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 you move quickly. Right. And you make quick decisions and, and right. It takes a bunch of positive experience that creates a certainty, right? That allows you to do what you probably have been doing since 2018. Am I right? Yeah. No, it, we had a big inflection point, I guess, for us. And that was in, so 2018, we bought our fourth, um, just down the road here in Waxahachie. And then in 19, one of our long-term rentals during a changeover from a tenant, it burned down. Mm. So during the remodel process, um, it burned. And, uh, you know, that kind of starts to think, like, what what are we going to do? How are we going to re- move do forward? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You have a lot of options, and mm-hmm. they're all good options. We're blessed to have insurance, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we were in a good situation. Right. Um, but you know, it was weird how stuff happens. At the same time, you know, I lost my job because COVID was right around the corner. I'm in healthcare, IT, mm. right? And, um, okay. you know, healthcare had some issues. Mm-hmm. So we decided at that point, we're just going to go ahead and, and remodel um, or, or 
rebuild and then put a lot of upgrades in and then we're going to sell the home, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when we did that, uh, at that point, we started to evaluate what's the, what's the best way to kind of move forward, right? Mm -hmm. uh, do we just want to, you know, split it up? Maybe now, since we have a lot of equity, this was our original home, right, in mm -hmm. 2002, right? Yes. We had a 15-year note on it. So mm -hmm. at this point, right, it was just about paid off. And right. so looking to reinvest our, it. our return on equity, right, was, <laughs> right. was pretty low. Um, at the moment, right? Um, and so we had talked about how do we, what do we do with this? And uh, at that point, we decided, okay, I, I had an off-market deal here in um, Mansfield close to us that um, we could reinvest it in. And uh, so part of our funds went to that. And part of it decided to try out short-term rentals. Um, I had been invest, you know, really looking into, um, you know, how can we increase cash flow? On a monthly basis, uh, since you know volatility and healthcare IT was there, mm -hmm. how do we just take more control, mm -hmm. right? Um, stop working for <laughs> others, start working for us. Um, mm -hmm. And I've always been a entrepreneur at heart, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah. uh, like for me, it was exciting, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and with, at, at that point, I felt it was a low risk, right? It was a it was a big step. Um, as you mentioned, right? Cause our first one wasn't down the road. It wasn't, uh, right next door. Right. Yeah. Right. It was in Tennessee. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, which is in the Smokies. Um, I can't wait to hear how you ended up in Tennessee. Yeah. Like, what, what, what was the, what was the decision making or what was the journey that led you to say, this is where I want to start doing this? Yeah. So I will say just a. I'm, I'm always kind of a numbers guy, just mm -hmm. uh, like I just run numbers. And if a deal makes sense, then let's do let's it. Do right. It. Yep. I try to I try to remove my own bias right out of out of like a town or cities. <laughs> right. Just do the numbers make sense. Right. Um, and so when I was looking at it, I'm still um, trying to figure that out. John. Right. It's tough. <laughs> um, property taxes in Texas, as you know, yeah. right. For uh, homes that uh, you don't live in, you don't get the homestead exemption, right. Or very mm -hmm. high. Right. Yep. And so they cut into your margins pretty significantly. Mm -hmm. Right. When a big piece of your, um, you know, your, your gross rents, right. Go to property taxes. So. Uh, at that point, uh, we were really looking at what are some other opportunities? What are some states that uh, don't have the, the same property tax situation? Mm -hmm. um, and so got me started to thinking of Tennessee because they're a low property tax state. They're a note state income um, state. Um, so there's two points right great there. That was a great start, yeah. right? <laughs> um, the other piece that really got us excited about the Smokies was the uh, – uh, Great Smoky um, National Park, right? Which um, mm. I hadn't really known too much about until I started researching. But it is the number one visited national park in the country. Really? Um, they that get, surprises me. They get about 13 million visitors a year, right? Hmm. We're also in the top five at other places you would think of, like Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Grand Yosemite. Canyon. Yeah. Right? Y Yosemite, I mean. Um, so it's... It's astronomically higher, right? I think the number two is like five, around five or six million, right? Huh. That's surprising. I wonder if that's because the amount of population on the East Coast. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of it is the proximity. It's relative um, to you where can, people you are can going drive anyway. to it from. Yeah. 
I mean, it's central, Almost anywhere, right? And on, on the east, the east side, and yeah. we get gushed from if you kind of just draw like a, a six or seven mile radius, um, our drive radius around Gatlinburg. I mean, they come from all directions, yeah. right? From the yeah. upper parts of Louisiana to to Indiana to whatever, all different directions. I think the other big piece of it is it's not just a national park, right? Mm-hmm. They've got Pigeon Forge, which if you haven't been to Pigeon Forge, is insane city. Hmm. Um, and Gatlinburg is great shopping mm-hmm. and, um, you and know, there's a distilleries lot of, and stuff is there as well. And, and you said you're a numbers guy. So it sounds like, you know, this all boils down to these are all the reasons that you determined there was a demand there for, mm-hmm. you know, for short term rentals. And at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. So. Exactly. So, Which for, is getting harder to find right now. Yeah. So for us, we, we had a, a couple of, I guess, table stakes. And so for me, I... I really wanted like a 30% cash on cash return. So just meaning um, to break that down, what does that mean for those of you who haven't seen that before? So it w- if, if we'll just use dummy numbers, if we're mm-hmm. talking about a hundred thousand dollar purchase, right. And if you're putting 20% down, um, you know, you're putting $20,000 into it and you might have some other startup costs. So maybe you're at like 35 mm-hmm. after closing costs and stuff. Right. Um, so how long is it going to take me to recoup that $35,000 that I put in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it takes you three years, then that's roughly 30%, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that's my target was to to get my money back from the deal within a three-year time period, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so that's my initial kind of gauge there. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's where we got started. And hmm. um, Joel's looking for a good deal, you know, it's, uh Normal, you know, I wouldn't say normal for short-term rentals, but in in long-term investing, it's like four to ten years is what they're looking for in their cash on cash. So, but we expect to get it back quicker with uh, short-term rentals. Yeah. yeah, we've done pretty good on that. What what? So you started this in 2019. You said so when you bought your first one. Yeah, so we bought our first uh, one in Tennessee in July of 2020. Okay, tell us how that first one went. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first one we went with was a, a one bedroom, one bath. It's a small little real log cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot of good updates, uh, brand new flooring. Previous owner had uh, put granite countertops in. It looked, it looked sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they weren't a very good operator, which, which is kind of an interesting um, aspect to this. I mean, up there, especially you can have two properties that are right next door that, Mm-hmm. have very similar amenities and you can have wildly different Numbers. results, right? Yep. Yep. Um, all the things that you guys talk about mm-hmm. all the time that you do when you manage your properties, right? Around communication, mm-hmm. uh, around, you know, automation, around mm-hmm. um, having a strong customer service, responding quickly, right? All these things yep. you talk about, right? Um, some people kind of set it and forget it yep. and yeah. just put like, hey, here's my weekday price and here's my weekend price. It doesn't matter yep. if it's Christmas. doesn't matter if it's summer. Everything's the same. And they're excited to tell you that they're 98% occupied <laughs> for the year, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's yeah. their number. Right. And I'm right. like, I don't want to be 98%. I don't, I don't and they look at me yeah. and they're like, what do you mean? Why, well, do you, why don't you want to be 98%, right? Like, I'm, I'm making three times as much well, money as you are. I would rather be 70%, <laughs> right? Right. And have my property less wear and tear, right? But I'm charging more and I'm probably, st- I'm still making more than your 98%, right? right. And so. But more time with of, people in your unit means, you know, more problems, right. more supplies, you know, it's just, it's not about. 
occupancy. It's about what's and you your know it's, best it's odd. This is a this is this is a uh, mindset change for me. The the more you charge, the better guests you get, and the uh, the less complaints you get, the less almost the less needy. Yep. Which is kind of a, a weird way of thinking about it. Uh, you know, the, I know you didn't ask this, but like if <laughs> if people ask about a discount, usually for like right off the bat before. I usually just uh, tell them, sorry, no discount. Yeah. Maybe yep. this isn't the right place for you, right? Because yep. I'm not necessarily – because typically that's like a starting point, right, right. Um, that goes downhill after right. that. Yep. You know? And they don't generally give you exactly a reason right. to give them a discount. They're sometimes, just asking for one, right? Sometimes if they're asking for a military discount or something, I mean, our ex-military are kind of trained to do that. So so sometimes that's a little bit more more normal, but you're absolutely right. If they're asking for it up front, they're going to ask they, for it later on. Or look for a reason to ask for it later on. Or they see yeah. other properties, and I am about to book these other ones and i wanted to ask you for a discount well you're asking I me like, because you want mine and there's a reason it's yeah. more than theirs so yeah. you know that is it is what it is good good yeah. point so okay so so joel you've bought that first one it's going well it sounds like you were you were killing it right off the bat sounds like you got went through that learning curve pretty quick is, is that what i'm hearing yeah, you know, when we purchased in the Smokies, um, we you know we got started with a um, I, I, it was a pretty great um, local realtor group, and mm-hmm. they specialized in out of town investors, mm-hmm. um, saying that um, you know part part of the deal with a transaction is go through them, and they would also kind of get you kick started right to um, kind of show you the the ropes to. To a limited degree, right. right? But then get you started with like here's initial set of cleaners, maintenance guys. They're still on you to interview and hire and select and those types of things. But they were holding your hand to get you started, right? Yep. It's part of their value proposition, yep. Yep. which was a, a that's good, yeah. a helpful way, right? Love um, it. to do that. Love it. Um, yeah. So my initial thoughts were on this place that um, when we I mentioned that whenever we um, sold this house that uh, that we rebuilt. We purchased a long-term rental here in Texas, actually in Mansfield. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of the funds, we, we bought the short-term rental. And uh, for us, the short-term rental at that point only needed to um, to gross somewhere around like 35000 for me to make it worth it, right? The the previous owner said he grossed thirty seven. Um, just looking at his listing and how he did everything, I was, I don't know kind of confident that I could at least match it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see anything amazing <laughs> that he was doing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so in the first – and it, part of it was with our timing. Mm-hmm. I realized, right, like we t- we got in at a great time because this is uh, 2020. This is now um, – people are – Tennessee is a um, – uh, a very southern state, right? Yep. And so <laughs> the same COVID protocols that they might have in California are not necessarily prevalent in Tennessee. So um, people are traveling, right? And you can and say they're flooding to record the record travelers for vacation. Right? Yeah, yeah. So just rates went sky That's, high. There's like three states you could Alabama go to was sky high, yeah. right? Um, you know, then there was a time right where the beaches or Florida was. You know, shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee just welcomed all those people, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I realized that my numbers were a little skewed that first year because of that. But in the first four months, we I had hoped that we could get you know in our mid thirties for a whole year. In the first four months on this little one bedroom, we had earned thirty five thousand in four wow. months, right? Mm-hmm. And just on a gross, we still have expenses, right. obviously, but. Right. 
Uh, so that just got us starting like, oh my gosh, this, what are we doing? Like, um, <laughs> love it. Let's keep going. And yeah. so at that point, we uh, we bought our second one in December um, of, of the, the same of year, the same of year, twenty twenty. Wow! So you quickly, yeah, quickly. So pivoted. so it so hold on. It took you sixteen years to go from one long term rental to four, mm-hmm. and then it literally nine months to go. Man, we've got to do was, this again. Five when months. you got to short term rentals. Yeah. Is it was it five, five months. months what month. he said, yeah, yep. Sorry, yeah. that's amazing. He saw, he he hit his target. It sounds like you hit your milestone in four months, and you're like, well, get the next one. But see, that's that's more to my point. Where okay, Joel, maybe you can attest to this. When you've got some experience behind you, whether it doesn't matter what the experience is, if you have some successful experience behind you, it makes it easier going forward. The more of that you have behind you to make quick certain decisions, right? Like I already know what my worst case scenario is, but I also know what my potential reward is. Boom, let's go. Or no, I don't want to mess with that. Right. And, and yeah, you know what it really comes down to is just taking action. Yeah. Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, do, do your analysis, know your numbers, know, um, you know what your targets are, but I see a lot of fellow investors that are just trying to get started. They just want to keep analyzing. They and it's just analysis paralysis. Yep. And they just yep. keep going and going. It's like, are you sure? Yep. What do you think? And they want to talk to 12 people and and interest okay. rates We've are going like up. That, Prices are going the wrong way. <laughs> right? And, it's, you and, never – you wait around for the perfect storm, right, mm-hmm. is, is what people do. And you can't do that. I mean, we – so just taking action, be being yep. smart, right, and and going in there educated, and um, you Love know, have, have I mean, I'm, we're a fan of having reserves, and mm-hmm. you know, you're um, you're not overly you know leveraged, but um, but taking action, I think, was was the key. But you're right; it took us 16 years to get four properties, right, mm-hmm. um, and then as I'll get into it in a second, like we, I mean, then we just went. Two properties, right? In six months. Yeah. Um, and so at this point, we we decided that we aren't really going to use any of these funds for for vacations or for a car or mm-hmm. anything like that for the family. We're just going to reinvest. So mm-hmm. um, any anything that comes out as a net is just getting reinvested. Um, you know, we're building up our reserves. We have a capital account. We have an expense account, right, for these short term rentals, um, and. At this point, uh, I feel like I'm getting very plugged into the area. We've got a team. We're, you know, this is all because of a team that you mm-hmm. you hired. You guys yeah. talk about this yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. Who is your cleaner? Who is your maintenance guy? Right. We we, we refer to it I'm all as huge, boots on the ground. Yeah. Yep. And I'm a huge relationship guy. That's it's like I'm a con- people connector. I think right. is is my strength. And mm-hmm. so uh, for me, it was how do I build these relationships. Um, you know, how do I introduce these cleaners to other high volume? I'm not a high volume investor at this point, but other mm-hmm. folks who have a lot of units, right? That mm-hmm. um, that can be easy for them, right? right. Um, and then add value. How do you add value to these team members? Right. And so, I was growing the team, and um, in twenty, the next year, 2021, we continued. Um, we we bought another place um, off market, um, just. There was an investor who posted it in Facebook group, said, hey, I'm thinking of selling. Fantastic, right? Um, you know, so we just did a, a direct transaction hmm. um, there in March of 21 on a place. And then I had two additional places in May. Wow. All in the Smokies. So within the first year, we had – For 12 rates. months, we had expanded to five <laughs> 
um, in the Smokies. And at that point, you know, I'd mentioned earlier that we had a, a lot of, you know, I get a question actually pretty often, like, well, how do you buy five houses in 12 months, right? I mean, these, these, you know, at this point, right, like one bedrooms in the Smokies or this since 2020, mm-hmm. right, are going for 300000 right? And that was the smallest, right, of the five homes that we had bought, right? And so, um, but this is not like a get-rich-quick thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we have already been in real estate, right, mm-hmm. since 2002, right. right? And then when we started these long-term rentals, our goal wasn't to cash flow necessarily. Uh, we had 15-year notes on all of these properties, right? And so our goal was just to build equity mm-hmm. for college, right. right? Because we expected our kids, right, right, to go to college in right. 15 something years, not right. 30 years, right? Right. right? So we wanted them paid off or have mm-hmm. a. So that's we started leveraging some of that equity, right, through a cash out refinance, right? For example, to um, you know be able to pull mm-hmm. out um, a good amount of that equity Gosh, and start using. We talk that, about that a lot, don't we? Rolling Kyle? that forward, right? Um, so yes, there's, there's costs to doing that, right? You're, you're having to pay closing costs on, on these cash out refis, like your interest rates are almost always going to be higher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but usually, but not higher than if you were to get unsecured money. Sure. So that's, sure. that's the benefit. Yes. Cheaper than a hard money loan, mm-hmm. right? Um, or, a other products that are out there. So have you uh, used, we've talked a lot about the burn method. Have you used the burn method in any of your, any of your, uh, you units? described it. You yeah. Read. No, the way that I think the way that I understand, um, the burn method, I would say we didn't, I think on all of these properties that we go, um, you know, key for me is, uh, I look for properties where I can add value. Right. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean the Burr method. Right. That just means that it could be a lot of different things. And so one example was, uh, we had a great place that, um, w- when I got there and I looked at it, um, this is another off market Facebook deal that I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at the property and it was really high. It's, it's high in a mountain. Like, like, man, what, we have an acre, but it's most of it's unusable. It's just straight mm-hmm. down a mountain, right? right? And I'm like, well, why aren't you? Why don't you cut those trees down, right? Mm-hmm. Like make that usable, yeah. And and he's like, well, I don't know. Like, if you cut those trees down, you'll be able to see for 15 miles and have an mm-hmm. amazing view. Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, um, this guy just just he just didn't want to spend money, and so we we cut some trees down, and uh, I, I paid a local right a thousand dollars to cut about 20 trees down, and um. And now and you have a breathtaking view. views, right? And like wow. that's the number one amenity that. on that property is views, right? Look at that. And um, there in the Smokies, for example, if you have a place with views versus a place with no views, yeah. right, that can affect your gross by about twenty five thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's those types of things where we look for how how can we add value? Not necessarily what I think of the traditional burr strategy where I'm, you know, going through all those steps, but we just look for value add properties or space that's underutilized, um, that type of thing. So, so one of the things, Joel, that I'm hearing that I think is really important, I want people to kind of get from what you're saying, because, because I'm, I'm reading between the lines a little bit. I'm understanding a little bit because I've done the same thing that you're doing, right? Um, that's kind of what we've done in Orange Beach where we really got plugged in. And, and I love to hear how you went there you built a network, you got plugged in, you're on Facebook groups, probably Smoky Mountain Investors referral group, and you're probably in you're probably <laughs> that's, in about that's pretty 40. Much, you almost hit the name of it yeah, amazing. Okay. Because yeah. we're prob- in a few of these too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably in you're probably in about 40 of these different groups, right? If I'm right. If if you know, and and so you find them, you get in, it gets you plugged in. 
um, you're plugged in with, with a cleaner and your handyman, right? And the investment group you're talking about, and there's probably a bunch of other people you've met along the way where, where you really learned how to not just go and focus on a property, but to go get plugged into a community. What's the value here? I've probably spent a lot of time there now. You know what restaurants to go to, you know what, where people want to go. So when people call you and say, Hey, how far away are you from pigeonhole? You're able to tell them that I've got this property that's that's 4.3 miles away from pigeon. Did I get it right? Pigeonhole. I've never pigeon heard it called pigeonhole. Pigeonhole. Yeah, what is pigeon it again? Forge. Pigeon yeah. Forge. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, cool. we we need to create a new city out there called <laughs> Pigeonhole. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know what I'm saying. So so it, it gives it gives you. I, I can tell that you've been really really plugged into the community. And um, it gives you a, an advantage, right? A leg up instead of just looking at it as a as a property or a number, right? Investment. It definitely helps. Um, I mean, as I mentioned, I'm a relationship guy, and so you know, when you find a team, for example, right? I mean, I I, I send stakes to our cleaners, right? Like I <laughs> say, hey, thank you mm-hmm. for you know, we've had three months of just amazing reviews. Here's some stakes for you guys. And then hmm. I'll send them a cash bonus to the actual cleaners, right? Because they have a couple of crews that go around. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, like they never get that from other owners, right? right? That's like that's a that's a mm-hmm. total different game, right? Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, I get updates on how their kids doing, right? And and like what's their how their <laughs> family life and um and mean and and let's be honest, my business would not exist without them, right? Yeah, you understand that. I'm how just valuable. extremely appreciative, right, of the right. value that they give me, right? And so, what's what's a way I can show that, right? Mm-hmm. And not just to separate myself from other owners, but just how do I show them how thankful we are, right, that they do invest? Because that's that's such one of those. Time, that's know? great that you do that because that's one of those pieces that like can make or break mm-hmm. this this business in this industry um is you know you get bad turnovers and bad cleans that leads to bad reviews but you know it also leads to refunds and right you're still and paying for what's, it what's two hundred dollars right yeah. like i mean it, it's a lot less than you lose on one speaking, miss clean right like you know? if 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 there is a a lot of times um it's so funny how this can happen at a, at a place you can have uh one vacationer right who says like it's just complaint city mm-hmm. on everything. And um, this actually just happened when I was in Pigeon Forge last week. We just had a, it was just everything was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you could not make this person happy. And I know there's, there's other things going exist. on, right, in their life, right? And this is just the, mm-hmm. the I don't know, the way they can yep. take it out on somebody, right? right? Right. And then I was even in town. So I was like, this cannot be that bad. So <laughs> our, my cleaner already went out, right? And, um, sent somebody out as soon as they arrived, right, to fix something that they weren't happy about, and they were still not happy. So I went and visited, and I was one of those where I looked around like this place is great, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know what what they're talking about. Um, but you have to have a different mindset, right? At that point, right, like it. Part of me wanted to just say, all right, just get these guys out of my out of the cabin, right, and just maybe I'll go find a place that works for them, right, right. Um, but they're there, and they paid for a vacation. They are on vacation, right? Right yeah. or wrong, right? You want them to have an amazing time, right? And mm-hmm. so um, instead of that, I will go ahead, and, and we have a local creamery shop around the corner that I will call and get them a gift card with their name on it. And like, hey, sorry, you know, it didn't start off with the greatest first impression, even though that's not how I really feel. You're just trying to put your customer service hat on because it's and about make the it guest right, right? get them to yeah. get, get get out of the house right and yeah. go enjoy all your surroundings 
Here's a local favorite, right? <laughs> Get out of the cabin you claim to hate so yes. much and go go enjoy the rest of it. You, you know, you're, <laughs> if you can't fix what can't be fixed, you can try to fix their perspective, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, those people are usually just being unreasonable, but they they can't be made happy and in I, other ways. And I tell you, as soon as they left, the next guest, right? Like, I got, I don't know. Oh my gosh, best experience ever. Yeah. Greatest cabin. Everything's perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, how is that possible? It's the same place. You know what right? it is? Like, it's because I've had this happen too. When you go into town and something, you, know, you get happens, that guest. It? You always get that guest when I'm randomly, mm-hmm. in, you know, I won't be there for three months. I'll come into town for th- two days. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I got to go to that unit and deal with a guest in person. Does that yeah. not happen every time I'm in Orange Beach? Every time you're there, every time every I'm there. Every single time. Something happens that doesn't Remember ever when happen. I was there, there was a hailstorm that hit Orange Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like once oh. in a century hailstorm destroyed everybody's cars. So, <laughs> so question: Did 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 you is that is Gatlinburg or, or that area of the Smoky Mountains is that an opportunity zone? Is that one of the things that drew you there? There that did not drew me. Actually, I I didn't really know about opportunity zones okay. until um, maybe about six to nine months ago. Um, we have a. As you can imagine, I have a, uh, a, a group of short-term investors that meet here in Dallas-Fort Worth um, every month. And uh, we Opportunity Zones has been a, uh, a topic for us the last mm-hmm. six months. But that didn't initially get me out there, no. Mm. Mm-hmm. But is it in an Opportunity Zone? They have parts. Parts of it are. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So have you managed to take advantage of that? But I do you have, have anything yet. in one of those? No? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's. I know that – we managing up in Broken Bow, and that's one of the things that's really created mm-hmm. an, an explosion up there, right? Is is that's a huge that's a yeah. huge advantage, right? Tax advantage. Well, and to clarify, we've never talked about opportunity zones, so it's not not just a zone we're deeming an opportunity. This is a this is a this is this is something actually. Uh, I believe it was Joe Biden created, right, or his administration, or was it Trump's administration? Somebody's administration created for an opportunity while, zone. So. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. I won't right. get into why, but... Okay. Um, Maybe we'll do a separate podcast on opportunity there you zones. Go. So, there you go. yeah. Um, ba- basically, the opportunity zone, right, are areas that... Um, or, or deemed kind of, I guess, up and coming mm-hmm. or um, that needs some development. So, the government, right, has offered tax incentives or... Um, not charging uh, as as much taxes if you go and I don't know all the rules around them, but if you go and develop and you hold them right. for a certain period of time, then they um, take less out of your pocket for then, a certain. Then you pay of time. less on taxes, which <laughs> can make the deal make yeah. more sense on, on paper, right? Yeah, and they're all over. They're all over the map. They um, do it to attract investors to areas they mm-hmm. want to be developed. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. know, right. you know, vacation markets typically aren't um, don't. You know, traditionally, as you wouldn't think, right? Uh, it's not going to be in the area of the vacation market that a lot of vacationers would want to go, right? Like, it's not going to be on the beach, right? But it might be um, nearby. Like they're trying nearby, to expand right? it or draw yeah. draw out out of one area. Yeah. Um, so okay, so now where are we now? Now you've bought five in. Um, smoke in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Right. And you so built a business. You're plugged this. in. You're doing great. Right, you're having good experiences. These are five different types of of units. It sounds like, and and so you're you're getting some experience on what it's like to to rent out a one bedroom cabin. And I'd imagine some of those are probably a little bit bigger than that, right? Yeah. So we at this point we've got a uh, one bedroom, um, couple of three bedrooms, um, and uh, 
a, a one, another one and a two. I think that's five. And uh, the interesting thing I'm learning there now is in the Smokies, you know, every market has its own different set of amenities, mm-hmm. like I would call like a requirement, yep. right? And then what are the set of amenities that you can do to really stand out, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and you have an arcade machine and a hot tub, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know, like top 5% of like amenities maybe. Swimming like, pool. Like a pool. Like there's <laughs> yeah. not very many that have those, right? Yep. And those are stand out, right? Yep. If if you have an arcade machine and a hot tub and the Smokies, well, congratulations. Like every everybody's got the same thing, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. a requirement, right? right? There are arcade companies in the Smokies right. that just exist, right? right. To <laughs> fill these cabins Just like in up. Broken Bow, if you don't have a hot tub, you're not getting bookings. Right. Exactly. You, you have to have Everybody's a hot Everybody's got a hot So tub. that's yeah. market specific to figuring out like what are your competition doing? How do you really stand out? And so in the Smokies, a big piece of that is indoor pools. So, uh, which I was never, never um, familiar with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, these cabins have on the lowest level, right? Most of these are built on a hillside and mm-hmm. the lowest level have um, the, you know, an indoor pool. It's heated mm-hmm. um, 24 hours a day, sitting at 86 degrees. So we, I came mm-hmm. across a one bedroom, I had an indoor pool. Um, so that was, that was one of these five that mm-hmm. we had built or not bought. We didn't, we haven't built any of these. These are all existing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that each of these five that we bought, um, for me anyways, it was really important that, like, as I mentioned, she could add value. But a lot of them were either mom and pop, you know, like, hey, we have one property, we live out of state, right? Mm-hmm. We kind of like the vacation there, but it's not, they're not really serious about the business, right? And so they're not really utilizing the space well. They have 30-year-old furniture, right? <laughs> um, white appliances and not stainless, you know, mm-hmm. um, as you would kind of expect. Uh, or they were, um, unfortunately, in, in the Smokies, there are some property management companies up there that have lasted, that have been around for 40, 50 years, and they refuse to list like on Airbnb, VRBO, mm-hmm. things like that, right? These They're listing old platforms. Old yeah. school. Yeah. The only way you're going to find them is if you Google like Pigeon Forge Cabin Rental and you see their company name. And you cl- like they're, they're not taking advantage, yep. right? Of, yep. I know we you call guys. That I know you guys use yeah. <laughs> all, all of these platforms, right? And you're much smarter than some of these old school guys. Um, so it was it was very easy, right? To um, add to value, beat them, is right? What you're to saying, beat them, right? right? Your competition, right? Yeah. Um, was a little bit less, if that makes sense. Yep. Well, at the end of the day, you got to consider your competition. You know, if there's a market where it has a decent amount of demand and I look and there's one competitor with 90% market share and they're doing really good at it, maybe I'll go somewhere else, you know, right. like you're, or the opposite of that. There's no, no big dog in this area. So, right. you know, those, those are all points you want to look at when you do your analysis. So, so, um, the next, so moving forward, so now I've discovered, right, pools, right, is, is for is me, like, I mean, I didn't invent the pool, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> these pools have been in there, but I just kind of dawned on me, right, now that I've I've got five and I have one with a pool, because they're more expensive cabins, right? Right. And so for, just for example, like this one bedroom, one bath that we bought without a pool, right, was 350 at the time, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe 360, kind of hazy. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> um, but the one with the pool, right? Uh, we bought that for like 510, right? So it's considerable difference, mm-hmm. right? And so um, at that point, that was 
about the same price as a as a two bedroom, right? Like the one bedroom pool hmm. or a two bedroom two bath. And they were about the same price, um, but the the one bedroom with a pool, right? F- for me, consistently grossed an additional like fifty thousand a year, hmm. right? So it doesn't take that long to make up right. that that difference. Right. You know, what I'm saying sounds like three yeah. years, just like you know, fits into your formula. That's right. Um, so it's it's uh, the driver, and then so since then, uh, you know, that was at five, um, and you know, we now are up to we have um, nine total or seven in the Smokies, uh, and uh, we're under contract for a couple additional new builds that will be in um, twenty twenty three. Love it. Um, you know, I've. Um, we also kind of moved to Gulf Shores. We have one in Gulf Shores, not too far from your places in Orange Beach. Mm-hmm. And we have, uh, we, you know, this was going so well that mm-hmm. uh, one of our long-term rentals here in Mansfield, we converted it to a, hmm. uh, a short-term. Okay. Um, All right. For me at the time, uh, it was fairly easy to do because with, yep. you know, you have the machine rolling. You have the tools. Right? Yeah. Um, I even, I think I even, when I was in Tennessee, I even picked up a whiskey barrel arcade from our <laughs> our uh, guys who make them for us and the Smokies are brought it down here just because go. they didn't, you know, it's something mm-hmm. to be different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really kind of grown for us. And I think our goals have changed, right? Initially, our goals were how do we have pay for, you know, one kid, each kiddo gets a house, right? Um, and I know that kind of messed it up when we got four. We only have three kids. <laughs> um, but <laughs> now it's really turned into uh, how do how do we give us more freedom, right? Um, I still I still work. Um, I'm, I, I just kind of pick up contract health IT um, opportunities, but we're less reliant on it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife still works, so we get insurance um, mm-hmm. through her, which is great. Um, but it allows us to have a little bit more flexibility. Um, you know, we, we just, we've been blessed for sure um, as we move forward. And, you know, I, I think it really just comes down to taking that step, mm-hmm. you know, um, be smart. Um, don't over leverage, but really taking action, taking right? action. Uh, being very purposeful, all these things that make people successful. Right. Um, and I don't really, I think we've done well, right? But my mm-hmm. my goals and aspirations are a little bit higher than where I'm at now, right? I think you're always kind of pushing. Yeah, right? they change especially, as you go yeah. as you go through that journey. Your goals have changed. I'm sorry, Kyle. I didn't mean to step on you, especially There's, when you do well. You know, you know, success and failure in these things can can drive mm-hmm. you to do more. But you know, your journey in the short term rental business has only been two years, as as you just stated, and sounds like you've done pretty well. So that's inspiring. I'm sure it's inspiring to you to continue. But also, I hope it's inspiring to others. You know, Kyle, one of the things I hear listening to Joel, though, that, that I hope people get is that this wasn't an overnight journey. Like, like that's what we, you and I talk about, these TikTok sensations, these young kids that say, hey, do this. They make, it, they make it sound like you can just go do this and overnight quit your job and be a millionaire. And I suppose there's probably some people that have done that in the past when they caught the beginning of the wave, maybe. But right now we're in 2022. Cats out of the bag. Everyone knows about short-term rentals. Everyone's using them, buying them, right? There's a, a lot more of a market for it than there was maybe four or five years ago. So, so I feel like the thing to come away from a bunch of bunch of other little things mm. is that is the time it took for you to get from there to here. It's okay. That's what every good business should be slow and steady. Like 
you don't get rich in anything you do overnight. Um, but again, it's real estate. So as Kyle and I talk about all the time, you're, we're focusing right now on your business and your income and your revenues and all that stuff. But you know what's happening while you're doing all that is you are building extremes amount of wealth through equity Mm -hmm. from owning all these properties. So when you, I don't know what age you want to retire, but it doesn't matter. You can retire whenever you want. You can, you can let this go. Retirement is all a uh, peace of mind. I guess it's, it's like uh, it's a perspective, right? Right. So. Well, retirement is defined differently for yeah. you and I than it is in past generations. Yeah. But what I mean is when you decide you don't want to do this anymore, you can turn it over to the kids and say, here, here's a great business. You can just send me a check or you could sell it all, mm-hmm. right? And as a business, especially your short-term rental business, you can sell these things as businesses now that have extreme amount of value beyond what the what the actual property is. Mm-hmm. No, and, and I think you're right. I mean, I know I've just been talking around um, cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's initially why we made the shift. But Well, that's important. There are a lot, as, as you guys know, that's just one piece of the pie, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, you, you still have vacationers, right, that mm-hmm. um, are in, in your properties all year round. They're paying down your principal, right? That's, that's They're paying right. your mortgage for you, right? That's right. Um, you still have – I know we've kind of stopped this a bit, but you still have um, values are, you know, still – they're still going to go up, right? Like um, over time, right, value of these homes themselves, right, are going to go right. up. I didn't even touch about this, but with the short-term rentals, um, you also have some significant tax opportunities, um, which, which I'm not a tax professional, so um, <laughs> yeah, good, good clarification. Don't take any of my word um, as you know, um, <laughs> CPA advice. Yeah, CPA advice, but you know, through things like cost segregation, where you can accelerate accelerate uh, depreciation schedules, right? Mm-hmm. You you have a significant opportunity, right, mm-hmm. to really help yourself out with taxes. Right. Um, and that's really, I mean, when you're talking about those four things between cash flow and principal and, um, you know, your value going up and your tax savings, um, I mean, it's it's an amazing opportunity for somebody who wants to invest the time, right? Like, yeah. I, I hear that a lot It's <laughs> like, well, it, you know, it'd be great, but I don't have I don't have that much time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you guys see this in your business all the time. You know, the first couple um, mm. take you know if you don't know anything, right? Take a lot of time to yeah, figure yeah. it out, right? It's because it's you're That's just a right. new business, like any new business, That's right? right. Um, trying to get it started and get your processes and get your automation down and, right. and your tool sets and mm-hmm. your team, all this stuff isn't just there. But once you've got you know, several in your portfolio, just adding another one, right? Really um, isn't a big deal. Yeah, that's right. You know, like the the setup is, right? Yeah. And the setup's a big deal. And the setup's always a big deal. The, set, the setup of yeah. each one. But yeah, but the learning curve yes. is what you're talking about. The learning curve is what that big deal is. And once you get mm-hmm. through the learning curve, the initial learning curve, there's, a, there's always little learning curves as you go along, but that initial learning curve, getting everything in place, like you said, everything else after that is plug and play. Just mm-hmm. plug another one in and go. When we talked a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago about the, the numbers, right, and even what you've described can still be done if, if you did have a manager, you know. If mm-hmm. you weren't doing all this, you could have still done all this with a manager. I mean, what you talked about was really the investment journey, Um 
you've you've obviously made it better and more uh expedited by by taking taking it into your own hands but um you know yeah i mean um my journey was just one way to go yeah. right um i found myself without a job right yeah i had time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh i i had mm-hmm. you know an opportunity to really dig in right yeah. um not everybody is in that same position right mm-hmm. And so this 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 would be really difficult, right? If I'm working a sixty hour job, my wife's working a fifty hour job, right? That's right. Like, like exactly that, right. It's, it's a different role, right? And 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 as you know, right? There's there's a pretty big scale on property managers who just like collect your collect your check, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that really add value, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a big gap in the middle, and so. Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, right, it's like you have some really old, um, archaic, right, property management mm-hmm. um, teams up in, in the Gatlinburg area, right? Um, so that it's different, but um, it rapidly it's changes, a big piece of it. right? That's, that's another piece is like you could have someone, even a manager, you have a great manager that's great right now and the systems you need right now that, you know, doesn't spend the next two years adapting and you know because we've had a lot of adapting even in the last two years that have we've mm-hmm. had to do in this industry um since we started I, I won't even get into how much adapting you've had to do but it's it's a journey that you have to constantly stay ahead of the game it yeah. sounds like you've done that so covid was constant adaptation wasn't it yeah and everyone <laughs> says oh how'd you make it through covid and they, they get they get amazed at my my stories of the pivots we made to be yeah. to thrive off COVID, you yeah. know, and yeah, that's a whole other podcast, but yeah, no, you got to meet the demand you know, and know where the, it's at. I'm curious to see what Joel thinks about this. Cause he was pre COVID, right? You started this business right before no, COVID said, or oh, right right at the beginning really of it. Post, cause post COVID. Cause I mean, okay. really, um, this, I know the Smokies and the beach beaches were all hit. Like I'd say May, April, May were really yeah. the, the okay. downers of 2020. Right. And, and we came in in July and I, I think that was helpful for us. One, obviously, because the volume. But nobody, when we were closing in July, nobody, the volume didn't hit yet, right? When we're closing, so I think our yeah. our sellers, right, that we were buying from, had just gone through a couple of really bad months, right? Well, March and April, and then they weren't really sure. Like was we ne- none of us knew, right? Yeah. Like what it, what did it look like going yeah. forward, right? And so I was taking a bit of a gamble yeah. of projecting. Hey, I think people are going to start traveling. This isn't going to last forever. He was like, okay, I'm, if I sell, I'll make some equity. I've owned this place for ten years, right? Which is. Yeah. Just go now, right? Yeah. And so both of us, I think, were, were taking it a little bit of a gamble. But no, we were definitely post, post-COVID, post I'd say, on yeah, every, that standpoint. Every investment's a little bit of a gamble. You know, you gotta, if there's no risk, there's no reward. So it mm-hmm. sounds like it, it played out because 2020 was an interesting year for short-term rentals, but there was definitely ways to to thrive in it. Um Kyle, I know you have a, a question for him. Let's, let's kind of let's wrap up the story. I mean, you've got, you've got four long-term rentals now. You've got nine in Tennessee and one in Gulf Shores. Did I get that right? So, well, now we have we have three long-term rentals. That's, you sold now. one to start the – right. Well, we converted – we did have four. We converted one of them to short-term. Oh. So now we have three three um, long-term rentals, and uh, we have um, one here seven, in seven in Tennessee, one in Gulf Shores, okay. one in Texas. Got it. And um, well, we've and you got two more two others in contract that are Love new it. builds that they were um, – on the way. Yeah. Love it. Love it. 
Kyle, you were dying to ask Joel a question when we started this about about his takeaways. Oh yeah, no, like uh, you know, now that you've been through this experience, you're actually this is a great point in the journey to ask you this. Mm-hmm. But what are your main takeaways for someone who may want to go do what you've done? So I would say first to take action, right? Like that's that's the key. Yeah. Nothing ever, none of this starts if um, if if we don't ever take, you know, if pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. I mean, with doing so with, with due diligence and mm-hmm. numbers, um, ask a lot of questions, right, and learning. Um, but taking that that step, I think um, that's the hard. That was, I'd say, the hardest thing of all, right? Just what are we doing buying a place in Tennessee that's 14 hours away? What happens if the toilet breaks, right? What happens if uh, they're locked out, right? Like, what mm-hmm. am I going to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. getting past that barrier in your brain, um, you know, even our long-term rentals, we've got one up in Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Which was from us, right? That's like an hour that's a, drive that's in traffic. Yep. It could be who yep. could be up to two hour drive, like right. the worst case. Right. It, what happens if their toilet breaks, right? Like yeah. what yeah. happens if a pipe bursts there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to call somebody, right? That's right. Um, Whether just, you're five minutes down the road or you're 14 hours you know, away, you're going to do the same thing. If you have a thing. great property management company, right? Yeah. Then it's a different scenario, that's right? right. Um, but that was kind of initially getting over what I kind of see as like a, you know, a roadblock, right. That Mm -hmm. didn't really exist, but it was just my comfort zone. So getting past that, the other pieces, as I, as we talked a little bit around and around communication and just really being able to put on a customer service hat, even though, you know, you're right, but you're trying to make things right with them. Um, the other com- one other piece I think it would be helpful if you are in like the early stages and you know so I'm married we've been married for 22 years now and as we kind of go through this one of the things that we started to think about and notice this might be kind of an advanced topic on scaling but um, as you're looking at places um, you know you're limited to the number of loans that you can get right through a, a Fannie or a Freddie. Mm-hmm. Right, right. A, a conventional right or a loan, and so um, one of the things that my wife and I have started to do on our second or third purchase um, is, you know, once we got that first tax return, so we started in 2020, and we had one home for about half the year. The other one was just maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got the next return, right, um, both of us were on the title, and so both of our incomes, right, showed the gross right from the prior year. Uh, which helped us both, right, in our debt-to-income ratio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so going forward, what we decided to do was to start alternating who's on the loan, right? And there so um, one place, Claire would be on the loan. The next one, maybe I'm on the loan, and we'd kind of alternate. But we're both on the title, right? Yeah. So hmm. uh, we're both getting credit for the income, but only one of us takes a hit for um for right. the expense. That's smart. You know, so, smart. Yep. so it helps you avoid or try to, you know, it still takes a, uh, a tax return or two, but it, it, it um, gets you, your DTI is, um, you know, blown out of the water, mm-hmm. right? Because you're getting credit for, uh, you know, both of us are getting credit, right, for nine short-term rentals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we're only like getting hit on, Right, four on or the five mortgages of them. Right, and right. property taxes and whatever on half of it, right? That should, Does that, that should, make sense? Yeah, that should allow you Each. to keep going all the way yeah. to 20. Right, and then at that Fannie point, Mae or Freddie instead and, of 10, you can hit 20 mm-hmm. yep. if you're able to go that route. So yep. 
if if you don't do that up front, I mean, I know not everybody has two full time people right yeah. in, in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were to start with one short term rental, go through a calendar year, and then um, you know get your tax the, return, but, it could help. It's a it's a way to. I think the get point going. there is too to make make sure both both uh, both spouses are on right. Mm-hmm. If you're both in the business, then make sure they're both on title, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure they're but both not on the loan. Is what he's saying. But yeah. not on the loan. Because right. there's benefits yeah. to that. And even that can apply to partners too. You know, they're not all the same benefits as far as DTI, but you could have a partnership where you're trying to get to 20 and 10 of these loans are on one person's, 10 are on another person's, you know, it just depends. And hmm. it is a way to max. We, we, we're saying 10 without specifying why. You can only, you that's get capped at 10 yeah. um, as far as the Freddie and, and Fannie convention. So that's something to know or to think about. It's much harder to go back and fix everything if you're like five short-term rentals mm-hmm. in, right. especially as interest rates have risen, mm-hmm. right? It may not make sense right. at that point. So it takes, takes a refinance, right, to, yeah. to get them off to make sure you qualify by yourself. Um, so it's just that have that plan, kind of think through it anyways, and, yeah. and just be purposeful. I think that was something that really helped us scale. Um, How are interest rates affecting your business right now? You know, it's it's making it more selective on what makes sense. Um, I, th- I really think that they're, with the inventory, and these things, vacation markets anyways, um, inventory has gone up, um, mm-hmm. rightfully so. And interest rates, you know, are obviously are going up. And so prices are coming down. Not all cabins are in the same position or homes, short-term rentals. Some owners are, are doing just great and they're just kind of, if I can get it, I can get it. But you never know the situation, right, of mm-hmm. the seller. Um, I With Hustle, I really think that there's deals to be had out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as you guys know, you live this on a on – a, Daily, I mean, there's signs to figuring out, mm-hmm. right? Like, like right. who's motivated, right? right? And looking at days on market and decreases, and just by your networks, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's deals to be had. I think it's, but now you just need to be more selective, right? Mm-hmm. And in 2020, with we have massive amounts of people going to the Smokies. Even even the unupdated cabins are making money. And they're, yeah. they're getting occupied. But now that um, inflation has gone up, gas, gas prices have gone up, um, we're still seeing a lot of travelers, um, but there's been a lot more hosts, right? Um, there's been a lot of new builds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bar has been raised a bit, right, mm-hmm. um, on the experience and the hosting experience. And so it, it takes takes um, just making sure the deal makes sense and, and that you're you're not just buying a regular cabin. Like, you're finding one that stands out now, right? Like, yeah. hey, does this one have a theater, right? Well, and that's all or knowing whatever. and that's all recognizing in any analysis market conditions because, like, yeah, we've been through the last year of, like, you know, travelers or travel, you know, you cooped everybody up in the house for a year. So we had a travel demand that was a huge boom. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that whatever you do in this area – still makes money or still at the top of the market when the boom goes down. Cause as the occupancy demand goes down, your market share, you know, the market share of occupancy is going to go down. And if you can keep that consistent, you're winning. And, and that puts you at the top. You, uh, we didn't really go too deep into the setup. I imagine, or you did mention for a second that setup is a very important piece of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did a whole episode on the cost of setup, uh, I guess what's your advice on on how important it is to make sure the setup uh, is done correctly? 
Yeah, so we've done it nine times now. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> um, you know, it's. I mean, it's it's the most important part of the. I mean, you can go through every step. You can get a good deal. You can have a good location. Um, but if you if you just don't spend your time on setting it up, it's it's for naught, right? Because yeah, I, mean, I can't go cheap on the setup. You're not, you're not gonna be <laughs> you're not gonna be maximizing the value, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I definitely think that decor and um, understanding the amenities in the market um, and making sure that you have those plus one, um, you know, spend spend the money up front. Uh, so you you will get it back um, in in the long run, right? And so what it, whatever it takes you to to get in that top ten percent, right, of properties mm-hmm. in your market, spend it, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't, it's just going to be a, a slow be in the bottom 10%. A slow cut. Because later yeah. on, you're probably going to do it anyways, yeah. right? Like if That's if your right. goal and is to be in the top percent, this two years 10%, ago. and yeah. but then you're chasing, you know, then you then got then you have a a track record of mm-hmm. the previous condition. So are you going to start reviews. over? Yeah, and you, reviews. reviews. Right? So are you yeah. going to start over? Or are you going to try to build off that, you know, and make that reputation better, which we know is harder. Say you have a four star average, bringing that mm-hmm. up to a five star is harder than just starting there, you know, um, and it definitely affects your cash flows and and monetary and w- efforts. One one thing related to setup that we found. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was going through all of our reservations for the past 12, 12 months, right? Across all of our properties or in the three different markets, um, which just for some data points, right? Like we're we, over the last 12 months, we've had, we've hosted for 1700 nights and like 466 reservations, wow. you know, across direct bookings, wow. Airbnb and VRBO. And out of all of those bookings, 70% of um, the folks that book with us, or, or like, or a, a female, right? And so a a mom, really? a wife. They're usually the ones a, making that purchase. They're the decision. ones that are making or who are looking right and like mm-hmm. f- physically making um, the selection, right. right? Or at least bringing it down to the favorites that they so want appeal, their family. So to what consider. you're saying is appeal to the women. So appeal, <laughs> right? Make sure that your your listings right are written with that in mind, that yeah. perspective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to make it relaxing, right? Like if you have a spa like bathroom, right? You, you things that so, are gonna so trying to so, so trying to um, highlight the cigar lounge and yeah. the golf simulator probably isn't such a great idea. Yeah, not not that those aren't cool amenities, <laughs> but they probably shouldn't be like very highlighted top of your yeah. listing, right? right, right. right? Um, like something simple like makeup mirrors you know people love that mm -hmm. if you can add that it's the just it's you're right it's the um hey have a hair dryer make sure you have hair dryers in your bathroom in every bathroom bathroom. have that fancy hair dryer bag yeah right and they sit in in the bag right have your makeup towels yes right Mm -hmm. and they and they're they're, they're black right and they're they're sitting right there and they're on your pictures right (laughs) um it's if you have a hot tub, right? Have your your um, you know have it staged when you get your photography. We didn't even right. mention photography, but um, but uh, have it staged super so your so your wine, right? You have a wine setup, right? Like uh, appeal to ro- you know romance and just yep. try to um, pull that together in your listing. Tell that story. Um, well, you don't have rose you know, petals in your hot tub when they arrive. Yeah. But we do in the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was rose petals in here. How come? That's funny. <laughs> but no, I think that was a, a big. Uh, it's a big component of when we're putting our listings together. 
um, just know who who's booking these things. Yeah, and that's um, smart. And not like how because a lot of times it got me thinking of what would I want, right? Well, I'm not I'm not the one usually booking these yeah. according to my data, right? What's and your so, who's your audience? You know, you should know that from. Man, before I'm you ever definitely buy. I'm definitely in the thirty percent in my family. Man, I'm always the one it's that you? has to push the button. I'm like, well, I'm you're not, in the business, right? I'm the only one that'll make a decision in my family. So here, we're doing this one. You're excluding um, me because I also have to be. The well, one to do that's that, true. So. <laughs> See, Kyle's that way too. So we're we're action takers like you, Joel. So, hey, so Joel, I got a question for you then. So so you, this has been a great. This really been inspirational. I love hearing your story, and I hope other people are are getting some some really some gems from it and some inspiration, maybe to take some of that action. What would you look back, looking back? What would you do different? That's you know, it's a tough one because when you look back at your experiences, I think they all kind of just build off each other, yep. and you know, timing is everything. Um, I don't know. If, like you if, had, if you had the benefit of 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 hindsight, right? Yeah. He, what he, I think what he's saying is true: is you, your failures build, you know, they help, help you, help yeah. you just as much. I as guess because I, I mean, it's, it sounds weird to say, but um, I'm sure many people have experienced some some sort of trauma or a loss of job, things like that, right? And and those when those things happened to me, right, they became inflection points, right, or they really kind of spurred things they on, right? You so we had a house burned out, right? Instead of a negative. Uh, we lost a job, right? Those things and in my brain like made me start what, what can I do differently, right? Um how how do I just change gears or change perspectives or um uh, you know, I like real estate. Like that's always been a passion of mine anyways, right? Uh, I'm, I'm the guy who's always looking at houses, right? Like for even though we're not buying and my <laughs> wife tells me to put it away, right? Like just in case, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know if, if there's something that I would specifically um, do that's that's different. Um, you know, I, I think... Would you do it faster? I, w- I would definitely um, get started a little earlier. I know we've got started in two, as 2002. As early as you could. Just but about, we weren't real yeah. purposeful. Yeah. Right? Know. It was just kind of, hey, we have um, some money saved up or we got a bonus from, from yeah. the job or something. Right. And then... We would just buy another home, right? right. But um, you know, if we would have, um, you know, at least kind of been more purposeful and mm-hmm. had a, a more of a plan, I guess, like that put together, you know, who's who's to say, you know, mm-hmm. where we, what kind of conversation yeah. we would be? Sounds having. like you yeah. would have had just more seed money for the short term rentals, and then you'd have eighteen now instead. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the best time to buy real estate is yesterday, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, and that's you know, always the case, isn't it, Joel? Yeah, like always. I, I wish I could have bought like these. Uh, I would have done this all all in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, right? Like, it, I mean, if I had a time machine, right? As that's soon as right. The COVID hit and all the sellers were like super panicking uh, in the Smokies, I wish we could just bought them all up at that point, right? Of course. Um, but Do it, we have the first Airbnb in our town, Kyle. Yeah, first one. That made first any two, money. I think. Yeah, I think we had the first and we two. Had the top two. So. And they're still the top two because they've been around the longest. And nobody wants to com- compete with them. So. <laughs> so. Love it. What a good discussion, Joel. Thanks for coming in and sharing it with us and taking your time, man. I know how valuable everyone's time is. And, and for you to do this, to come in and just share with us and our audience, you're inspiring me. I hope you're inspiring other people. 
Um, you know what? You've inspired me to go visit the Smoky Mountains. I've never been there. I'd love to go see it and check it out. We're going to have to book one of your cabins. It's, you, I just heard that he inspired you to go buy one. In, no, in this no, that's, no, that's, <laughs> that's his. his. That's, that's his. his area. Well, Joel, if uh, anyone wants to check out these beautiful yeah. Smokies uh, cabins or any other ones you got, where how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so especially, John, if you want to go ahead and book, you I'm, can just I'm, go I'm, to uh, My Red, phone's over there, otherwise I'd already be doing it. Redglidergetaways.com. Redglidergetaways. What, so what's... We, we have a, a red uh, metal glider at each one of our properties. Really? And uh, on the porch or in a patio just to relax. And so we just went with red glider getaways. And you go there and you'll see um, our Smokies cabins, our Gulf Shores place, um, or our one here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Love it. I feel like there's a story behind the red glider. Is it a good story? The one to um, tell or that's no? Pretty much all I told you. That's pretty that's much it? The story. that's it. That's the story. So we got name. We got red glider. You're searching for like who? Who else is called what? You know, there's a lot of vacation companies right. out there. So you're right. trying to figure out what URL and uh, is available and mm-hmm. how how can you pull together a uh, a logo and? Put, <laughs> he said you know, it was about the fifth try on GoDaddy. Yeah. <laughs> Redglidergetaways.com. Yeah. You got it. Love it. Love it. I, I'm going to go for there us? as soon as we're done. No, just go to redglidersgetaways.com. And, uh, Automation. You will, you will find our phone number and email on there Everything if you just you want need. to get in contact with me. Um, you know, I'm always looking to help others. Um, I've, I've been, like, not to promote any sort of platforms, but I've been an Airbnb ambassador now for um, about two years just to help people set up or – um, if people just have questions about a listing, I'm always happen, happy to, uh, when I have the time, just to respond and get some mm-hmm. feedback. You know what? To attest to that, Joel, I should have said this before. My apologies for not saying this before. But, but the reason why you're here today is probably more because you offered to come here and and be able to do exactly what you're doing and to be here and to help other people because you recognized what we were doing by listening to our podcast and you reached out to me and said, Hey, I think my story might, you know, might be helpful to you and in, in what you're doing. And so I made it sound like I brought you here, but really there was more you taking that action to to reach out to me and and uh, that's that's a testament to what you're talking about. Take action. Yeah. <laughs> take, well, take action and being there to help other people. You want to inspire and help other people as well. So that's that's good. That's the whole reason why we do this. Right, Kyle? Yep, yep. And we appreciate you coming in, Joel. We really do. So if uh, you, you heard him here, redglidergetaways.com. If you want to give us a call and uh, ask us what that website was in the future, give me a call, 817-818-9039. We're happy to talk to you, get you patched through the Joel or whatever else. Um, and we appreciate you coming in, Joel. Is there an email? Yeah, I guess we can show them the email. The email is show me the money at wertpm.com. We appreciate you tuning in. You know I like to do that, Kyle. Don't take it away. I know. I was going to try to slip out of it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, Joel. It. Appreciate you coming in.